Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The Oilers face off against LA game five tonight. Uh, doors open 6.30 p.m. Puck drop is at eight. Series obviously tied 2-2. There could be some last-minute ticket releases for tonight's game. Keep checking with uh, EdmontonOilers.com throughout the day. And the Ford tailgate party in the Ice District Plaza opens tonight at six. No admission fee. Everybody's welcome to enjoy the festivities. A large portion of the plaza is licensed for adult beverages, and the game will be shown in sound, uh, with sound on the giant outdoor screen. Hmm. There you go. I've talked enough. Boom. I, I had a pretty good rhythm going there, Spec. <laughs> You're good. You're good, yeah. On some you days. Flames play last night? I did, yes. Yes, so did I. They yep. were the better team. They had the work to beat Ottinger. Man, is he good. They Woo! they are the masters of gamesmanship. Like Milan Lucic sitting there with Jamie Benn at the start of the game. And yeah, gets, well, you know what? Jamie Benn doesn't want to fight Milan Lucic, which I understand, but Kachuk won't take any part of Jamie Benn. That's what's going on here. All right. So Jamie you have Benn's a compatriot in Eric Francis down in Calgary, and he's talking what's about... What's he got to do with it? Well, he's talking about how, you know, all, uh, you know, the Klingberg is engaged, ah, will, willingly engaged. What is he watching? Rasmus Anderson, Klingberg did not want to fight Anderson. Kachuk went after or, uh, Klingberg. Anderson back. didn't want to fight Klingberg. No, no, Kling, Anderson went after Klingberg in that first fight in the game one. And then Kachuk went after Klingberg in game two and game three. And I'm kind of like, Matt, like Matt, Matt Kachuk has gotten to the point, Mark, where he's too important to be. Like Klingberg's a good player. He's not player. too important to fight as long as he's fighting a European. He fought Raffle because he thought this guy's a and European. Lost. And Raffle <laughs> beat the crap out of him, which is fine. Raffle, I never knew Raffle could fight like that either. There's some stories. But Kachuk, won't, he'll fight Klingberg every day, all day, because he's going to beat up. Klingberg's been in three fights in the playoffs, hasn't landed a punch yet, right? right. Klingberg right. is not. I know, I'm not sure Klingberg had ever fought before well, this playoffs. He's got lots of practice at, at being a receiver. And Jamie Ben, what's going on? Jamie Ben's getting out of Kachuk's skin here. And he's talking to him on the bench, and he's on the TNT microphone. We're hearing all this great stuff. He's talking about him at press conferences because Kachuk doesn't want him. He can stop all that talk if you just fight Jamie Ben. Doesn't want to fight Jamie Ben. But right? can Dallas really play that game against a Calgary team that's got Lucic and Gabranson? Well, uh, I mean, Calgary's- you don't have to fight Lucic. If if Kachuk doesn't have to fight Jamie Ben, a smaller man, yeah. why would Jamie Ben have to fight Lucic? What do you think really gets said? Like, do you think a guy sits there and says? 
do you think I'm going to fight a guy as bad as, like, with all due respect to Milan, Jamie Ben's like, you know, Milan, I play I don't 17. Think he says that to him. No, no, I don't think he does either, but there just, are guys. What do you think Brad Marchand says when guys well, chirp? Brad Marchand says everything, but. You know what? I you, I heard on the microphone, everybody heard Jamie Ben yelling at Kachuk saying, here, I'll go out for an extra long shift so you can catch me when I'm tired. <laughs> like, that's a very disrespectful thing to say to another yeah. guy in hockey. Right? I actually I, think Matt Kachuk is, is that line so good. I would want him on the ice. Well, I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't want him engaged. Like, there's no need to go. Hey, buddy, I get it. When a first-line player says, I'm not fighting because i got to play, my coach says that, I totally get that. But he's fighting Klingberg every yeah. night because it's a Swedish guy who doesn't know how to fight. That's why he's fighting Klingberg every yeah. night. Jamie Benn says, why don't you come fight me? Oh, I'm too important to fight. Cassian says, come fight me. Oh, you're a fourth-liner. I'm yeah. not fighting you. That's how it works. I was the guy that told you. I told you Kachuk was going to fight Cassian here, though. Well, of course. After th- I got told by one of the players on the Flames team. He's after t- three t- games of Turtland, he had to. He got told by yeah. the guys on his own team. You're, you got to fight. Can't play this act. Anymore. Sort of like uh, run Cassian every game. You got to fight him. It's like Paul Newman in the road perdi- perdition after he screws over Tom Hanks and kills <laughs> Tom Hanks' family, and it's payback time. <laughs> Tom Hanks sits there and he's like, "It's your time." And Paul Newman goes, "All right then, go about your business." Right? Like it was just the right sure. one of those gamesman. Um, this is all about gamesmanship, and it does translate to the Oilers series with the LA Kings. The Oilers are out in a route. They're up six nothing. They're killing the clock in the final twenty seconds of the game. And Brendan Lemieux comes out of a penalty box after taking <laughs> yeah. a, one of a Brendan Lemieux-like penalties, and he takes a little bit of a run with two seconds. I'm like, come on, man. Well, you know what? When you're, If it's the regular season and we're not seeing you again for three months, there's, Why that's a it? useless, stupid play. Right. If we're in the playoffs and I'm seeing you again in two nights, eh, do what you got to do. All right, so then Brendan Lemieux. Then Brendan Lemieux sitting there dragging guys off. He wins every exchange where he drags a guy off the ice with him. Because he's a fourth-line guy. That, right. That's what he does. But you know what? He's not a very good he, player. He, but he's been effective in that sure, role. And he's I, really effective. Mark, i got to really kind of tell you, besides watching, I, and I know our fans in Edmonton, because they weren't big on Cody Ceci when he was signing. They're like, what are you out here? It's turned out Cody Ceci's actually been quite an effective player. He's a good player. And I know there were a lot of fans. Rule number one, simple rule. If you're a kid listening right now, if you're a parent of a kid right now, tell your kid, never leave your feet to jump into a fray like Blake Lazat did. Because you might get knocked <laughs> ass over TK. Well, Blake Lazat's a little guy. I, but he jumped up. Plays it, great. Good player. Like He, he kind of jumped CC and CC caught him in the air. And, and body slammed him. And body slammed him. That was like a WWF. And I could see the fans were like, Whoa. Whoa, I didn't know CC had that in him. Yeah, no, no. It was, uh, listen, it's playoff hockey. Guys play out of character. Sure. Blake Lazat's coming at you harder today than he did three months ago. Good for the for him. He's yeah. had a nice series. Sure. He's a better player than I thought, man. You know, take him on my team every day. But, you know what? That's what fourth liners are supposed to do. I would think that that now that, Jay, uh, that Josh Archibald has a couple games under his belt, I'd like to see him get a little more physical here. Yeah. Because he can hit you like a train. I haven't seen it yet. Right? Well, they had a couple net drives. One that was, okay, the, the first one with Grunstrom, you're like, good play by him. Hopped inside a nurse. Nurse kind of hauled him down, drove the net. Nah, it's not totally on Grunstrom. The second one, he drove. I was surprised Smith didn't come right up and give him the blocker right in the Skull, okay, because <laughs> right, because right. and then Mike Smith would have just stood up there and he he would have done Zach Cassian in Arizona, right? Like I think the Kings have had some moments of gamesmanship, and I think the orders have been a little light in that regard, Mr. Spector. What well, about you? Well, uh, maybe they they're saying that that's 
playing into the Kings' game plan, right? The Oilers want to play hockey. The Kings want to take it into the gutter a little bit, apparently. And I get why both are saying what they're saying. Uh, you know, if, a, if it's later in a game that's decided, maybe you'll see more pushback from the Oilers. But I, I get, for instance, how the Oilers don't jump into the fray with Avery every shift because that's all he's there to do. With right? Avery? Yeah, no, sorry, Avery. Lemieux. <laughs> wow. They're kind of the where, same guy. Where did that go? They're was, both kings. You know what? Like, it's kind like, of the same guys. That was, that was like when I worked with Rod Phillips, and he, uh, Grebyshkov and Krushelniski. He had a thing with Grebyshkov oh and Krushelniski. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, come on. These guys are the same players. Lemieux plays it like Avery. He's in your grill every time. Yeah. My point is this. I don't see, if I'm the Oilers, I'm not... Uh, I give Rod credit. I was wishing that Crucial Niski was still on the orders because it was a bit of a sign of the He's a better player. A better player, yeah. yes. Yeah, I want Avery on the ice when I'm playing the Kings. You I want, want Lemieux on the ice when I'm playing the sure, Kings. There you go. And I, I don't need to get into his games all the time. Uh, Cassie had hits from behind like he did uh, the Montreal goalie this year. He knew that there'd be nobody on the team that uh, would step up in Oilers Nation. That makes him tough. Well, actually, he fought Pizzotta in that game. And he won the fight, and then he ended up hitting his head on the... Zach's had a crazy year. You know, he, he he hit the back of his head and was quickly... Like, Cassian's the type of guy, he is not scared of anyone in the league. He actually, of first not, of all, he's no. a left-handed fighter. He's a, just a big, tough guy. And he, and he can... He can, he can he, I, I, hang I, on with any guy, and he can beat up most of them. Right. Like, he's, right? He, can, yeah. he can fight. He's there's, really tough. There's no question he can yeah. fight. But this year, he's uh, he he on, on falling down in a fight. He got himself cocky. Concussion. Concussion. Hurt his hand he in a fight. Hurt his hand, and he blocked a shot off his uh, orbital bone. Yeah. Right. Well, I didn't block that shot. It hit him in the face. Hit him in the face. <laughs> like he's had. He's it was, had. It was friendly fire, as yeah, I recall. Yes, it was friendly yeah. fire. So he's had an interesting year in that regard. Uh, I I'm going to tell you right now. I expect Zach Cassian tonight to be jacked, and I will say this. If the orders roll the four lines, Derek Ryan last season with Milan Lucic and Richie yep. had some very good minutes in Calgary. Mm. He knows how. So he's he'll, such a smart he'll player. He'll chip it into the corner and let Cassian go in right. and run their small D. Yeah, and I think and, in and the games two and three, they did a lot of that. Yes. And it was successful. Yes. It worked. So we're being a couple of old school. Um, well, listen, you do you employ whatever it takes to beat the other team, and with a young, small defense like the Kings have, you know the soft dump and a big, giant winger coming in there to hit you—that works. Why would you not employ that, Bob? God help us if we manage to beat LA, says the texter, which is no gimme. He concedes and end up playing Calgary. I fear for us. Other than Evander Kane, we have no one physically, including Cassian, who can match any of the Flames' big boys. Well, first of all, let's just get to the Battle of Alberta. They got to take care of business here yeah. in two of the next three games against LA. They, you know, they yeah, and it's not about chucking knuckles, right? Toughness isn't about dropping the gloves and squaring off and fighting. It's you know, the, you know the Anders Hedberg story, right, with the Winnipeg Jets? <laughs> Which one? Well, so he goes to Winnipeg in the WHA, and this is like this is in the mid 1970s. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is mid to late. This is at the height of the Broad Street Bullies. People forget the Montreal Canadiens might have actually had a tougher team throughout the organization. That infamous preseason game at the start of the 75-76 season in the Spectrum where Larry Robinson said, yeah, we dressed the 14 toughest guys in our organization and beat the living you-know-what out of Philly. So the Canadians were tough too. The new Westminster Bruins were the toughest team in junior hockey. 
So Anders Hedberg was like, we had the Birmingham Bulls under John Brophy, right? And so Anders Hedberg goes to Bobby Hall and says, you guys got to teach me how to fight. And Bobby Hall goes, that's not toughness. Toughness is fighting through checks, competing on pucks. This is in 1976-77, about 25 years before we used to hear terms like that right. on a regular basis. So there is something to what be What he's said. saying is, it's too late for you to learn how to fight, so you got to be tough in other ways. <laughs> but that's fair. Because you didn't grow up fighting. Yeah, that's fair. And, and you know what? This generation of players, for the most part... They're not growing up fighting either. Fighting is fighting's over. There's going to be the odd fight. I like a scrap like the next guy, but I do not judge toughness in your ability to hey, chuck numbers. I, I was the, the one the praying the Oilers could land Hayden Hodgson. The Flyers ended up signing him an NHL deal. Uh, you look at what... Uh, the Nashville Predators got out of Tanner Janot this year. Yeah, guy that worked his way up from the UC. There's a kid in Seattle that's an interesting player. 32 goals, 88 points this year. Schaefer, mm-hmm. but a six foot two, two and a half winger that's yeah, gets his no, and he can skate. Mm-hmm. Mm, second rounder. I think Button's got him about 45. Well, hey, look. speaking of the draft, yeah, you know what's great about tonight, Mark? <laughs> yeah, we don't care about the lottery. That's great. <laughs> We'd have been talking about it for 40 minutes here, seven or eight years ago. Uh, yeah, good. The lottery's on, and there's a whole bunch of other markets that are excited about it, and well, we're not in one of them. Yes, because we got an That's actual. That's awesome. We'll that, be covering a playoff game that matters uh, right in the here and now as opposed to a draft pick that's going to be good in five years. So, right, right, awesome. now, right now the Montreal Canadiens are praying they end up getting Shane Wright because it yeah. looks like there's a bit of a draw. Apparently this Cooley kid's pretty good. I've, I I, can name, I, I mean, Savoy, yeah, Connor Geeky, yeah. yeah. Okay, those guys from Winnipeg. The Edmonton Oil Kings, meanwhile, have got five guys off the World Juniors team. Uh, four first-round picks. All drafted, yeah. You know, uh, Sebastian Costa has got three shutouts amongst the seven wins. So. Boy, they're handling Red Deer, hey? They are. Red Deer is a good team. We thought that maybe they'd give them a little bit more of a well, push. Well, it went to overtime last night. Red Deer was down a couple defensemen, Cam Moon was telling me. Weren't the first two game shutouts? Yeah, 4 uh, nothing, 5 nothing. Yeah, Edmonton's so. good. Edmonton's good. That's, Edmonton that's and good. Winnipeg could be an unbelievable series. Winnipeg's probably half a year. They're like L.A., yeah. except more high-end skill, but L- LA's a half a year ahead of their cycle, too, really, when you look at the Kings. Oh, for sure, for sure. And what happens for me is, with a really good team like the Oil Kings, is they almost have more of a chance of getting upset in a couple games by a a, you know, a team that, that they don't have a lot of respect for that maybe isn't that good. Red Deer had their attention. They look at Red Deer had their attention, and they walked in there and beat them shutout, shutout, 3 nothing in the series, you know. What was that, Red Deer? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what they're saying. Well, Red Deer won five <laughs> of the ten regular season games. Yeah, they're a good team, Red Deer, for sure. And yeah. as, as uh, Brent Sutter told me the other week when I was talking to him, he says, yeah, and finally we got a good head coach, too. Because he's not coach. Because <laughs> he's not the coach. Steve Konowalczyk. <laughs> That's right. Who coached Ethan Bear with yeah. Seattle and got him to the Memorial Cup. Yeah. Didn't yeah. have his goalie. His goalie was yeah. supposed to be Ryland Toth. He got injured that year, and Ethan Bear suffered a hand injury which affected his ability yeah. to shoot the puck. All right, Mark, we're going to take a break at 121. You're checking your watch. Does that mean you're... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I just wondering uh, when we're going to talk Oilers again here, that's all. <laughs> we'll wrap it up with some Oilers talk when we return on Oilers now. We just disagree. Today, Bono 62. I love that song. That's going to be our theme song, Paul. We just disagree. It's only you and me. (laughs) Uh, It's been a while, eh? Yeah, that baby, that's us. When did that song come out? Like 1977 or something? You nailed it. It was 77. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, I got a mind for numbers. You know that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's you. Uh, Klingberg initiated both fights. What are you watching? That one comes to us from Tyler, a.k.a. RCN. I believe he's a Flames fan. I didn't think Klingberg... Yeah, he had... certainly did the second one. Uh, the one right off the start of the game. Yeah, he came at Kachuk for a fight. Did he? He did. Yep. Okay. Well, Kachuk knew... And he, like I say, I've watched him fight three times. I don't think he's landed a punch yet. Yeah. <laughs> so You know, Swedes had a reputation. Uh, at one time, Ernest Hemingway used to write about how tough they were. Really? Yeah. Did Ernest Hemingway ever watch hockey? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've known some tough Swedes. Did he cover but the, did not he many cover of them chuck the knuckles did, that well. Did, you know who can fight is Gabriel Landeskog's a good fighter. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, where'd he play as junior? Kitchener. Canada. He's a, he's a good fighter. All right. Matty Nordstrom in L.A. was one of the toughest men ever to play the game. He wasn't a big fighter, but holy man, he's a tough player. Adam Larson. Yeah. Did you ever see Adam Larson fight? Not very often. No. But a really tough player. He was player. a grappler. Oh, Lannisgog Lannis Lannis can throw punches. Yeah. All right, here we go, Speck. Speaking of guys that are power forwards, Evander Kane mm-hmm. has 27 goals in 47 games as an Edmonton Oilers. McDavid's got 24 during that same time, and uh, Drysettle has 29, and Drysettle's played a couple fewer games. Yep. Uh, what's this guy going to get in free, ag- uh, free agency? He's a back to be a $7 million player. Is he? Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So isn't, that no, he, isn't that San Jose paid him his last contract? Seven times million? seven. You think he gets yeah, seven? Yeah. I, 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 we can we can argue about if he's getting seven years because that's not worked out well. Seven? Come on. He's, oh, okay, I'm just saying. Yeah. I think he's going to have to sign a three, four-year deal. Sure. But he's a seven. I could see player. somebody giving him three or four at six. I don't know. Does he get seven? Oh, boy. You've been watching him play. He's pretty, and he's in the playoffs. If the Oilers make any kind of playoff run and he keeps this up, he's pretty he's good. Seven and a half. Yeah. Do you move hell and water to get this guy signed? I don't. I, I'm is not. That, I don't know how they fit a seven, a, a seven, seven and a half, whatever million dollar player into their cap. Can they even Bob, pay him more they than they've paid Hyman or Nuge? Like, right. He's got to be in the fives. He ain't making five, Bob. He is not making $5 million next year. And there's no way he takes a hometown discount, even though it's... This isn't his hometown. It's an hour away from his hometown. It's not his hometown. It's an hour and 15 minutes away. (laughs) You know, listen, this has been a great marriage. The order's got a free player. Has this worked out better than you thought? Oh, my God. Couldn't... Better than anyone thought. No one would have told you he'd be this successful here. Yeah. But it's worked out for him. His whole plan was, i got to rehabilitate my value on the market and for reputation. July 1st. And reputation. His reputation, for all we know, has been awesome. His value on the ice has been ten times awesome. 
And he's going into July 1st as the best left winger on the UFA market in hockey. Is there a better guy out there? Well, Jack Cook or Jack Cookson. Uh, there a better guy out there in July 1st. I, I, liked, I like two guys named Jack, and Cookson's one of them, and then there's Michaels. <laughs> but Michaels mentioned the other day, has there been a better midseason edition? No. In the last 25 years in the <sighs> NH? Well... I'd have to do some homework on that. But you get the guy on the rest of a one-half-of-a-year deal. You didn't pay him very much. He absolutely delivered in spades. And all he wanted, again, was to be able to go into the July 1st market and be a guy everyone's lining up to sign. He is that guy. He's going to – there is no chance he makes less than the $5.5 million Hyman's making here. No chance. All right, Mark. Your next appearance is on Friday. Is this series over by then? Uh, ooh, somebody went two in a row. Oh, boy. Brendan, you're hosting Friday. I forgot That's to mention that. Question. I just got the travel plan, so. Yeah, I might be in the air, too, so uh, we'll have to talk about this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Someone they're going to let in you row. back into the U.S., eh? Yeah, last I checked. Well, now you're, well, you were good before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never, I missed the games in L.A. I never had COVID. I was a close contact. I was healthy. I've tested negative more than once. I got to go take a test in an a half an hour. All right. Well, we'll let you get that. Uh, you're you're probably going to be uh, on uh, with uh, Evander Kane, and I. It's going to be the way that this has gone so Can't well. It's, it's going to be almost impossible for Evan to keep. Yep. Great stuff, Spec. Thanks for your time. Don't take off your headset yet. Or, All right, Bobby. All right. Up next, the global news, weather, and traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Daryl Evans of the Miracle on Manchester fame, longtime radio analyst of the Los Angeles Kings. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.